Chapter twenty five of eighty seven by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty five. A great many little things. You think it was a very little thing? Well, that is true enough. Yet, when we stop to consider it, life for the most part is made up of little things. It is only the occasional which is startling in its magnitude. If one would be sympathetic with his kind, there is this thing always to remember. It is much easier to sit in a quiet room, surrounded with an atmosphere of peace, and talk about the petty trials of others, and the duty of bearing them cheerfully, than it is to belong to that other company who are at that moment in the heat of the conflict between duty and inclination. Something of this Vine Wilmeth felt, as she held herself by sheer force of will, quiet as to movement and speech, and watched the ponderous form of mrs josiah griggs coming down upon the treasured sweetnesses of her pretty room not absolutely quiet either for she made a sudden instantly controlled movement and shivered as though a chill had possession of her as a tiny vase of delicate workmanship bounced over against the small volume in brown and gold which lay on the toilet table oh it didn't break said mrs griggs you needn't jump as though you were going into a fit it's a wonder it didn't such a shivery little thing no bigger than a minute mercy knows how you ever get dressed with so many gewgaws round you needn't come i'm wiping up the water all right there wa'n't a thimbleful that's one comfort no it ain't hurt the book not much anyway there's a blister or two on it but they'll dry out i guess this table ain't no place for books there's trinkets enough without them mercy knows don't throw the rose away please mrs griggs it is a very choice variety put it in the large vase please with the why where is the large vase i sought it out in the hall by the door it was dreadfully in the way last night there wa'n't a spot to lay a thing down i come within an inch of tipping that over flowers ain't wholesome in a bedroom anyhow if i was you i'd get a big box somewheres and put a hundred of these fussy things in it and nail em up till times was easier it's enough to make a body crazy to try to get dressed in a room where it ain't safe to lay down an apron without being in danger of tipping over a whole wagon full of glass and chiny things to say nothing of tag ends of ribbons and lace flying about for my part i don't see how folks think such things is neat the tongue was absolutely quiet but vine gathered herself up from what seemed to her now her only refuge that sweet white bed and went with swift step into the hall to recover her treasures before some ruthless hand swept them away as rubbish she could think of no answer which was safe to make to mrs griggs so she kept silent still but she set the offending vase on a chair close to her bedside then took refuge once more within its folds and covered even her head while the toilet of the other lady made swift progress the moment the resounding slam of the door indicated a departure vine was on her feet turning the key in the lock even slipping the little bolt below the lock as though the former were not protection enough next she fell to a vigorous scrubbing of the pretty washbowl with its pale blue bands murmuring excitedly as she scrubbed how am i ever to endure it oh she wasn't heroic i admit and there are undoubtedly heavier trials in life than hers 
and i do not hold her up as a model but such as she was poor child i present her to you this was the first morning of the infliction she did get a big box during that same day and bestow within it with loving hand certain of her most treasured gewgaws leaving a clearer sweep for mrs griggs's heavy hands but it was not until the close of that long week that she presented herself with a half-laughing face at the door of miss force's room one afternoon just as the bell was ringing for round table at the hall i am quite ready she said meekly i have resolved to join the circle i have discovered that while i have been moat hunting among its members there are beams enough in my own eyes to almost destroy the sight dear elise i am ashamed of all i said to you the other night not that it is not true but that i plainly feel now that the way to have made it less true was to have taken hold with the others and used their ways and my ways and always as well as i could for his sake besides and this is the greatest part of the mystery it is easier to be good for others than it is for oneself it is easier to do things which you like and which in a sense are natural to you than it is to do what goes utterly against the selfish side of your nature isn't that an original discovery but there is an immense difference between knowing a thing and feeling it come in said miss force turning from the arrangement of her bonnet to kiss her fair guest i've been watching you dear it is the new woman isn't it who has been helping didn't you call it hindering little girl i don't think it i believe my vine has been growing all the week if you could see her heart you would discover a whole regiment of new weeds but the heart is under cultivation i know all about it dear it is easier to bear other people's petty trials than it is our own i am glad you have decided for our class you need not regret nor try to recall what you said the other evening it is much truer than it ought to be we need more wide-open eyes to see its mistakes and take hold of them with determined hand but my friend will not the work be hard for you much as i want you with us would it not be better to join the eighty-eights oh i have been reading the books of the course in my leisure moments all winter i liked to keep it so much in view but i could not decide to join because of the motes elise there are a great many hypocrites in this world who do not suspect that they are such that is a discovery certainly the elder lady said with a light laugh i think i should doubt in such cases whether the name applied to them i suspect you are talking about a large company of christians not hypocrites who need to pray lord open thou our eyes the trouble is we do not see our opportunities but dear elise that comforting thought does not apply to me i have seen them and shirked them only i did not understand that i was doing so it is as you said the old foolish argument if i were in the church i should live thus and so and complacently stay outside and do nothing isn't it extraordinary though that the very woman of whom i was complaining should have been the one to give me a glimpse of myself i don't believe i should have decided in this way if i had not been astonished over the awful trial it was to me to do even for the comfort of my own dear mother something that i did not want to do 
it makes all the difference in the world and i did not know it certainly i ought to be more charitable in the future whether i am or not what we ought to be we will be dear don't you think that would be a good class motto i do feel vine that you enter the circle with widely increased responsibilities the great teacher has shown you many ways of working you have increased my sense of responsibility i do want to work especially for his glory dear friend yet i am one of those who have not done it through this channel as i think i will in the future i do not suppose the general secretary of the circle as she pushed her great book forward for vine wilmeth to sign the next morning knew what an accession of power the class of eighty seven was receiving nor how much fuller would be the record of those who should eventually pass through the golden gate leading to the eternal city because of that one name more yet i fancy there may have been eager-eyed unseen watchers who as they saw the tracing in firm fair hand of the pretty name may have said one to another look she has entered the class of eighty seven that means she is pledged to work through its channels for the honor of our king that means she will use its wide opportunities for gathering in a harvest for the lord of the vineyard for they study the word and the works of god and always keep our heavenly father in the midst if we could for one day see with spiritual vision get a long sweep beyond these apparently narrow lives of ours it might make a solemn difference with our next day's work mrs griggs said vine arresting a hurried footstep through the heated kitchen moved by one of those sudden impulses which seem hard to understand or explain i have taken your advice at last look at my badge i am one of the eighty-sevens well i am sure i am glad to hear it said mrs griggs giving vigorous pounds with the potato masher you've been long enough making up your mind you might be graduating this summer instead of just beginning but i suppose it's better late than never why you hung back so beats me mrs griggs said vine turning again her dish of blackberries in hand ready for the table mischief brimming in her eyes and sparkling in her voice if mrs griggs faculties had been attuned to see and hear such subtleties mrs griggs it was your influence which led me at last to fall into line a rarely bright look flashed for an instant over the homely heated face of the animated potato masher she laid down her implement of warfare and turned her full gaze on vine you don't say so she ejaculated each word coming out with an explosive burst as though it represented pent-up power well i never well as i said you've been long enough about it mercy knows i don't generally poke so about the things i do take in them berries quick for pity's sake and then fly round and help us dish up hannah and i ain't got but a pair of hands apiece do our level best rewards for petty sacrifices are often too slow to come that it is not uncommon for lives to pass out into the future without receiving a word or glance of recompense but there are occasional other experiences vine wilmeth's case was one of the exceptions she never forgot that breathless morning three weeks after the new order of things it had been a specially trying morning in her room mrs griggs had laid her hairbrush 
with the dreadful hairs fringing it prone on vine's own pretty ruffle and had dried her hands on vine's private towel hung in an obscure corner behind the door and had been in various ways especially aggravating and vine left alone at last had loitered over her toilet with the feeling that she could not go down to the kitchen and receive that woman's orders and endure her ways any more then she had received a swift summons to her mother's room and had found the doctor there and her father looking troubled and the doctor looking grave and speaking peremptorily in answer to mrs wilmeth's pitiful remonstrance that she must get up that there was more to do to-day than usual and that the cook had scalded her hand you must not get up had the doctor replied three days of absolute rest from work and worry of every sort and we may be able to save you from a serious illness but if you make an effort even to give a direction to-day i will not answer for the consequences then it did seem to poor vine as though the sun had gone out and the earth had reached up and swallowed the sky and all its brightness and beauty twenty-two boarders for whom to prepare dinner and hannah with a scalded hand and mother helpless and worrying then up rose mrs josiah griggs in her strength just you lie still and get rested you're all tuckered out that's what's the matter with you and that's all that's the matter if you behave yourself i'm used to sickness what you need is rest i'll see to things myself what's twenty-two folks to dinner more than thirteen folks when you get at it and i had thirteen folks for seven weeks and not a soul to do a stroke of work but me what if hannah has scalded her hand i haven't neither of mine and they both know how to work i can tell you there's plenty of things that even scalded hands can do and vine here can tend to the desserts and gewgaws fixin the dishes straight on the table and the posies and all that kind of nonsense and we'll manage the rest just see if we don't there was a sense of reserve strength in the very loudness of her voice that morning and the fierce summer sun rushed towards its zenith and the dinner hour came and passed and vine reported to the anxious mother that mrs griggs had been true to her word dinner had been prompt and perfect one boarder had said that things tasted almost better than usual and that that was unnecessary and the kitchen was in order and all the arrangements made for tea and hannah's hand was better and mrs griggs had sent her word that she was just to lie still and behave herself that she mrs griggs was good for dinner for twenty-two more people if they wanted it three four even five days of fierce heat and of enforced idleness on the part of the busy brain and hands which were wont to direct the machinery of this household and yet the machinery moved on jars there were some broken dishes some spilled milk of various kinds yet on the whole peace and good cooking certainly never better mrs griggs knew how to cook and as to promptness she was never behind time with anything as for straightening the dishes and adding the fruit and the flowers vine looked out for these as she did for a hundred other little wearing cares about which she said nothing to her mother her room was kept dark and cool and quiet only the pretty and entirely successful results of each day's strain were allowed to go up to help rest her on the fifth night came a shower and the morning dawned cool and refreshing 
the unprecedented warm wave was over mrs wilmeth with the doctor's permission sat up in her chair even crept downstairs late in the afternoon to find all the machinery still moving swiftly and well how shall i ever thank you she said heartily to mrs griggs you have done everything for me i feel all made over with this complete rest and vine says you have kept everything exactly as it should be i don't want no thanks said mrs griggs in grim satisfaction i'm used to work and i know how to do it as for the table i didn't pay much attention to that hannah and i between us got the things ready to eat and alviny seen to the fussin part about havin' them the right shape and triangle and all that nonsense alviny's more of a girl than a body would suppose she could be with all the coddling she's had in bringing her up vine told some of her grateful thoughts over to her friend miss force in characteristic fashion i cleared off my own little pine-cone bracket for her brush and comb this morning elise and i made her a present of the perfumed soap she likes so much out and out and i've decided that she may snore like a porpoise every night if she feels like it i shall be grateful to her for ever all the same elise with a sudden tightening of her hand on the elder lady's wrist i believe these five days of rest have saved mother's life and she would not have rested if mrs griggs had not been here her mind couldn't have rested you know and i almost had her not come End of chapter twenty five